And welcome back to another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, a podcast, Quincy podcast. And I'm his media director, Mark Carey, and it's a pleasure to be here in your office, sir. How are you? Doing well. Looking out the window, seeing all those buds being blown around, which uh, also reminds us of the pollen count this time. Yeah. Everyone's sneezing you know, and scratching. And- I have the worst allergies in the world, and this is fine with me. Yeah. I, every every Everything else I'm religious to, but I'm absolutely fine Including with this work. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Hey, so I had the pleasure of uh, being down there on Monday down this with. week, downstairs at the council chambers ah. during the council meeting, and you had uh, presented the fiscal 2024 beginning J- July 1 to June 30th of next year. That's fiscal 2024 budget for the city of Quincy. And uh, we're not going to get into the actual budget because they can either watch that on a video that you had just, you and I had just done a little sure. while ago, which will be on uh, social media. The next so you're, lim- you're limiting what I'm going to say today. Is that no, what I'm just, <laughs> you could go ahead and do, go from beginning to end if you like, <laughs> but you got to paint the picture a little more on a podcast, if you know what I mean. So yeah. we'll talk about some of the major, major bits and pieces about the uh, budget that you want to talk about. Let's start there. Well, sure. Well, first of all, under the state law, it's required of me, to submit to the city council some 45 days before the end of the current fiscal year for the new budget, uh, effective, as you mentioned, July 1, which will end June 30th of 2024. We did that on Monday night, presented to the nine-member city council. And then their role is they'll hold a number of hearings under the chairman, Chuck Phelan, uh, who's the head of the finance committee. It's a committee of the whole, but he heads the committee. And uh, the, each of the departments will go up and defend their budget, defend their mission, talk to the council, answer questions. And then the council obviously has a role in uh, approving the budget. So they can they can approve or cut. They can't add to the budget. That's uh, a little different than how the legislature worked at the state and federal level. But it works. It's been the chatter we've had for a long, long time. And I appreciate the council's support, their advice, and uh, I know their due diligence on this. Um, they'll dig in and ask a lot of questions. And and we'll have all those answers for them as, as they develop those. So the budget is up this year, uh, a little over 8%. And uh, a third of that is really the debt service line, which is going up because of the pension obligation bond we did a couple of years ago, which was a, a brilliant move, if I might say, on behalf of my administrative and financial teams, our financial advisors outside. And that was to take an unfunded liability, the amount of dollars uh, not in the pension fund that needed to be in the pension fund that over the years the portfolio just didn't get the returns that they needed to do that. So each and every year the bill that I get from retirement goes up pretty dramatically. So by doing a pension obligation bond, essentially barring $475 million at 2.62%. <laughs> yeah, it's unheard of. Uh, it's unheard of. We hit it at the, at the record historic low. And uh, now it, the, it's fully funded, and over the next 18 years, the taxpayers of Quincy will save $130 million what would have been paying the direct bill each and every year. So some people say, well, you, well you're putting it on the debt. I say, yeah, the, we make these decisions based on what it means to the city, and we are saving money because the cost of borrowing was so low. Uh, and all the outside agencies and, and observers have said this was a bold, brilliant move, really, for the taxpayers of the city of Quincy. So... Uh, I'm proud of the work that we did on that. And so that's why the debt service will go up the next couple of years, but then it flattens out for 17 years after that because you, you've now established a number. Rather than a graph that goes up dramatically each year, it flattens out, which is a good thing. In addition, we have uh, settled with 95% of all the unions that are getting a 3% increase, cost of living increase, each of the next three years. This year and the next two years, I should say. And uh, so we're also doing some market adjustments 
on some of the positions. I think that's important to mention. For example, the paraprofessionals on the school side, comparably to other districts, we were low. We were losing people. They have very important positions. They assist teachers. They assist office staffs. And um, they they were really, really low. So we made a major market adjustment to bring those in line with be competitive with other districts. Our lunch workers, our cafeteria service, food service workers, we, we upped that pretty dramatically as well. And then, of course, we also have some raises in for department heads and managers after we did a, a national firm come in and did a study on where we should be on some of those numbers. So um, that this budget reflects all of those, those items. Um, so it's a healthy budget. I think it really reflects the values of us as a community. I mean, I don't care what department you pick. You got kids in the schools. There's a lot of programs in the schools. There's a lot of resources available for your kid to succeed. If you call 911, you're going to get a very immediate response. You're going to get the most professional police and firefighters in the Commonwealth. If you go to the library and you're looking for resources, you're going to get incredible help for vast resources at the library. If you're senior, you go to the Kennedy Center or any other other programs around the city that we sponsor for seniors. It's second to none. It's, it's uh, veteran services. We have an incredible department that assists the veterans returning home and assisting them in their transition. I mean, I could go on and on. Public works. Um, mm. they, what the road work we're doing right now, which we can get back to, is, yeah. is pretty remarkable what's going on around the, the city. Natural resource, Department of Natural Resource. Not only are we doing the parks and playgrounds, you're seeing beautiful parks and playgrounds, but we're also doing some incredible environmental stuff like the Butler's Pond restoration. We're now looking at the Sailor's Pond restoration, the flood control project along Furnacebrook Parkway. Many people panicked when they first saw us taking out all that invasive species and things that were in there, creating this beautiful new area. It's going to allow for more volume of water to be stored in a major flood event, but also going to be a lot of new beautiful trees and wetland type species of plants put in, and it's looking beautiful. So we're we're trying to cover it in in all respects. Marymount Park's undergoing some major reconstruction. Pageant Field is going to be uh, just spectacular for Flag Day and after with all the improvements happening there as well. Yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. So, And I do want to say right up front that I'm so grateful to my colleagues in government. I want to, I want to give a shout-out to Congressman Steve Lynch and, and his work um, bringing CARES Act money, ARPA money, CDBG monies to the city, uh, FEMA monies and grants, uh, grants to our fire department, uh, when buying apparatus and things. I mean, he's, he's been a true champion. And then the same with our, our state delegation. Speaker Mariano, Representative Ears, Representative Chan, Senator John Keenan on the Senate side. We have a $10.1 million increase in local aid this year from the state. Uh, they've had some good revenue the last few years. It's, 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 it's watching right now. I know there's some signs that may be off a little bit, but they have not forgotten the local communities and, and they've been a great partner in providing the necessary funding to fund our schools and fire and police and, and all the necessary things we do at the local level. I know when I did the video and talked about the budget, we talked about state aid, we talked about local receipts, which is, you know, those other items. That's that new growth it's, that you talked about that S&P also congratulated us Well, there's for. that too, but you know, the local receipts is excise tax, your, yeah. your car, it's permit fees. It's if you get a birth certificate, those kinds of fees. Then there's the property tax, of course. So it's those three major sources. New growth is the number um, by which we assessor's office measure, measures once a year. Okay, what have we gotten in new growth? That's in new value and also in actually new construction. And that gets uh, measured in when we go to do the taxes. And it's been tremendous in Quincy, which allows us to provide a tax burden which falls in the middle of the state. We're not the highest, we're not the lowest, we're right in the middle. 
but I will argue to my death, to my last breath, that there's no community that does it better here as far as services go. And I've just mentioned a number of those departments and what we provide uh, than this great city of Quincy. So I'm grateful to my staff, my department has department managers, city employees, and all my colleagues in government for making it happen for the people of Quincy. And I look forward to working with the council to get this council, um, I mean, this budget passed. What you didn't mention, and it's what my tax guy used to say to me years ago, I remember him saying, oh, you guys got to watch out in Quincy. You're going to have this, uh, your pension obligation bond is going to come back and bite you. But we're saving how much? Because I don't think you said that, did you? I think I mentioned it. But over the next 18 years, we will save $130 million by doing the pension obligation bond. And it all comes down to timing. We did it right at the right time. Other cities were looking to do it, including Springfield. They were in talks with us. We're trying to assist them. And the, the rates started to move up, and they had to back off. They couldn't do it. So the timing was perfect. Let's talk a little bit about the um, capital plan, too. I know you had a couple of projects there that were mentioned the other night. At the, and I know we're not going to go deep into the budget. Again, we recommend folks watch the video we just did on social media on our YouTube yeah, channel. Actually, before I do that, Mark, I, sh- I should mention um, that uh, one of the items we did talk about on the budget was, and we announced it a couple of weeks ago, come July 1, we're adding a ladder truck back to House Neck. There hasn't been a ladder truck in House Neck since about 1990. And... Um, each year, incrementally, we've been adding to the budget. So we're back to the numbers in our fire and police department that we were in the 80s. We've brought back the school numbers, the teachers, a few years back after some cuts. But overall, we're in a very good place to be responding to people's needs. And there's no worse situation when a fire breaks out in somebody's home. And our response time is huge and so, so important. So the chief announced, uh, along with myself a couple weeks ago, kind of a redeployment, a look at the city, how to spread the apparatus around. So adding a, a ladder truck in House Neck. And then in the coming months, uh, we could do some work to the West Quincy Station. We're going to move the ladder truck from Wollaston to West Quincy. And then we're going to move the rescue truck from Central Headquarters to Wollaston because technically Wollaston is more center than Central Firehouse. <laughs> uh, and the rescue truck goes to every call. So it, it's, it's a much better location for efficiency. So by adding that, uh, additional apparatus, it puts us in a great rating on the ISO. ISO is what determines what people pay for house insurance as it relates to fire. They look at the amount of hydrants you have, and they look at the amount of personnel you have, the, the amount of apparatus, how many people on an apparatus. I would suggest we'll now meet the top standard, which will move us up on the ISO rating, which will help with people's home insurance as well over time. So those are the things you don't really think about it, talk too much about, but those are the, those are the realities. So, you know, we're the seventh largest city in Massachusetts, the 12th largest in, in the New England area, and we need to act like one, a city that size. So these numbers now are far, far more appropriate in dealing with the needs of our residents each and every day. It's all about public safety, right? That's one of the main, if, if not the ma- most main issue, my number one priority for local government. After that, it would be educating our kids, but you need a safe city, so our police department does an incredible job doing that, and our fire department on the 911 calls do it as well. Response time is huge, both for the safety of our residents, but also the safety of the men and women who serve in these departments. I'll tell you, if as I recommended for people to go and watch the video we did on the budget with the mayor, uh, watch the, uh, the fire uh, ladder announcement and hear it from the firefighters, hear it from the chief, hear it from Tom Bowes also spoke. I thought hearing it from them, to hear their, what this means to them, I mean, it really was amazing. A couple of minutes changes everything 
on response times when it, it comes does. to responding and, to and a it's, fire. It's also like there's a lot of cities and towns that that may only run two people on a piece. You know, these ladder trucks, we have one and three, an officer with, with three people. That matters. In fact, the, as I mentioned, the incremental addition of guys over the years, it's added people to, to the to pieces of equipment. I got a note from Chief Cadigan before he retired after the Wollaston fire and on the Newport Avenue block. And he said a few years ago that would have been a five-alarm fire just to get bodies there. Really, the trucks were just coming to bring more men. This was like a two-alarm fire, then they handled it with, with the manpower and the equipment they had. So it does matter. It really does matter. That's amazing. And the safety of the, of the firefighters is, is really important. My favorite part about that day, by the way, and that uh, was the guy who came from Massachusetts who represented the M- was it MFP or something. What was that? That's the state firefighters. Yeah. He goes, usually I come to a city to, uh, to lead a, a, a picket, or yeah, protest. Picket, picket the mayor, <laughs> but for coming here to congratulate everybody and what Quincy's doing, and that's pretty good. Just, just you wouldn't read this, but uh, you know what, what S&P Global Ratings, which means a lot when the city, when we're at AAA bond rating, you know, they're talking about strong management environment with good financial policies and practices, ample revenue raising capacity, also uh, robust commercial and residential growth in the downtown and surrounding neighborhoods. That's, those are pretty strong words that they had said recently. This is within the past couple of months about our city. Right. And I know that some people have, have a problem with change. Uh, we are a city. We are growing. I think most of the growth is happening in the areas you want it to happen. We try to protect those residential, A, single-family neighborhoods, the, the Beechwood Knolls, the house next to Squanons, the parts of West Quincy, the different parts of Wallison, those areas uh, that fall into the residence A area. But when you... You know, right near an MBTA station with broader zoning, that's where it makes sense to have the density. The downtown, that's where it makes sense to have the density. Not making any more land. So we got to go up, you know. So, And we are meeting the need of people looking and needing housing. Our own kids, you know, in our city that need a, need a place to, to live. Uh, we're short in the Boston area by thousands of units. So we're doing our part to add the units, not only to provide the need, but adding units also helps to stabilize rents. Not even get into the affordable part, but just to stabilize rents uh, for people. So it gets complicated, but I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense for our city our size in the areas that we're doing it to continue to grow. Well, I think that's good, uh, good touching on the budget because you did explain it more. And we, again, urge people to go to social media, go to our website, uh, go to City of Quincy YouTube page to find all these videos. Now, Mayor, we did briefly touch on the video that you did on, on the budget, but there's a hundred million dollars that have been appropriated to the to fixing roads. Now, first, give a little bit of the history of what we used, how they used to be taken yeah, care sure. of, and so, where we are now. Yeah, um, we get each year from from our state uh, delegation, and uh, it's what's called Chapter Ninety. So, every city and town gets a, a commitment from the state each and every year. Uh, that Chapter Ninety money results in about one point nine million dollars. It's based on your road mileage and so forth. And you know that sounds like a lot of money, and it is, but it's not nearly enough to deal with what we have in front of us. And I would I would argue most communities it's not enough to deal with what they need for maintenance of their roadways. So a couple of years ago, we presented to the Quincy City Council, and they agreed to do a ten year, one hundred million dollar road program across the city. And I know it's very visible out there. You see it happening all across the city and neighborhoods. But it's very methodical. There's a lot of analysis done, engineering done, and we're doing it in in the correct way, rather than the expedient political way of just, you know, trying to pay fifty or sixty streets, paint them black, you know, they make they look good for a year, but but they don't last very long. This way, we're going in. Well, we got National Grid doing the gas uh, replacement program. We've got the uh, Department of Public Works handling the water line replacement program. 
We're fixing drain lines where needed. We're fixing and relining sewer lines where needed. And then we go in and reconstruct the street. And we're putting in granite curbing in most places. The only times that's the challenge is if the streets are too, too narrow that uh, you really can't physically do it and allow for proper passage of vehicles. We got some big streets, but we also have some very narrow streets. Parts of West Quincy, parts of Housing Act, they're glorified driveways in some ways, truly. So, so we're trying to do a program whereby we've granite curb and concrete sidewalks where we can. There are those places where this, the sidewalks are so narrow or where you don't have the granite curb. There's no trend. You have the transition. It all has to be the same transition of the asphalt. So, but overall, we've got a solid plan. And people can check in with Public Works to see where their street is. They want to check in, but uh, it's it's methodical. It takes longer. It's not as sexy. We don't you know get as much. Uh, bang out of it every year when you're just doing streets over. But in the long term, these will last 25, 30 years. You shouldn't have to open that street up unless you have uh, a particular emergency. So it, there's nothing more aggravating. I know I've talked to people over the years. You get the street done over, and then the gas company's down the street, and they're digging it up again. This plan and this engineering and this work we're doing that we're executing on should avoid that. Um, there's always exceptions and emergencies. But for the most part, it makes for a much better really a street resurfacing program, maintenance program. So if you want to find out, folks, of, of the hundreds of miles of roads that we have in the city of Quincy, if your road or a road that you are concerned about, uh, you want to always feel free to call the uh, Department of Public Works in Quincy at 617-376-1900. At 617-376-1900. But $100 million uh, will go a long way. Yeah, and you know what? The city councils, particularly ward councils, they hear from people all the time. So they embrace the program. They fully supported it. So I thank them for their their support of it, their continued cooperation in getting it done. All right, boss. Well, thank you very much for touching on the roads. Uh, you know, we are really we're going to wrap it up as far as the issues today because we it was a lot in a in a short period of time. Sure. But also, we're going into Memorial Day. We had a great festival that happened last week with the Swing Festival. That wasn't that great. It was great. Yeah. Nice event. A lot of great people showed up. Uh, we had a, a the Beantown Swing Orchestra that came in and. The parents of the the singer that was in the Beantown sure. Orchestra, um, Patricia Perez and, and uh, Danello Perez, they are he's both. A, he's a pianist and she plays a saxophone, I think. She also, music therapy, but okay. she, he is a Grammy Award winner. Remarkable. A Quincy Grammy Award winner. That was cool. So they were great. We also appreciate stuff. dancing. Yeah, I mean, Memorial Day is the unofficial start of summer, as we know, but it's far more than that. We celebrate Memorial Day to remember those that have gone before us. And I know that from being the former park, Barshian Cemetery director, I think it's 85% of visitation to cemeteries happen around that time of Memorial Day. Of course, it's established for those that were killed in war defending the nation, but I think every family relates to it now in their own way, visiting their loved ones. But in a special way, we do call out the sacrifice made by the military men and women over the years who gave their life in service to the nation. And this year, we're changing up our parade a little bit. We are under construction of Mount Wollaston, so the parade this year will go Hancock Street, instead of taking a right under Temple, we'll go right into the Hancock-Adams Common. Uh, Lieutenant Bob Burchard, Burchard, retired lieutenant from the police department, he was a Green Beret in the, for the U.S. Army. He's going to be a speaker and a great guy who's a great public servant and a great veteran. He'll be our speaker this year. So certainly encourage people to come out along the route to really acknowledge and express gratitude to our men and women in uniform. And then, uh, again, for those who have gone before us. So it's good stuff. And then, of course, we'll be talking again, but we'll be rolling into 
you know, a lot of schools do uh, separate events. The Island of Flags of Fort Square does an event this Sunday. And then, of course, we'll be rolling into graduations, Flag Day, and all kinds of it's cool insane. stuff. It's insane. And, you know, the next festival, because we are now become the city of festivals, June is an insane time here in the city of Quincy. But the Country Fest, it starts off with on June 3rd, Country Fest on Saturday, June 3rd. That's on the Hancock Adams Common. That's another Really, really fun and uh, something relatively new. It's only been a few, four, four or five years that we've been doing that. Yep. Uh, in fact, I, I didn't mention last Saturday we did the multicultural festival on a four of a clubhouse, and um, that's that's a number of parents from our school system put that together. There were thirty two different countries represented awesome. there. It was a great day. They'll go back to pageant next year. Pageant, as I mentioned, is under construction, so they had to move it, and it was a beautiful day, great turnout. So yeah, Quincy's alive and well, and uh, people enjoy these activities. And always check out the City of Quincy website where you'll find all of this information. You can also check out Discover Quincy to find out everything that's happening because we can only mention just a few of them. There are so many things that are happening throughout the month of June and in May. So, again, Mayor, thank you very much for um, updating us again on City View with Mayor Tom Koch. That is you. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you next time on City View.